Hey everybody, I'm Rima. And I'm Jason. And this is Strange Indeed Bake Off Edition, a podcast dedicated to the Great British Baking Show. This week we're covering Collection 8, Episode 2, Biscuit Week. <laughs> and uh, Wikipedia says a biscuit is a flour-based baked food product. Outside North America, the biscuit is typically hard, flat, and unleavened. In North America, we have to just do things our own way, and so it's a soft, leavened, <laughs> quick bread. <laughs> we have to this is, clear our minds from that. I say this is our departure from British rule, where we redefine. <laughs> yeah, we what had a to rebel is. in some way, but apparently <laughs> yeah. the rest of the world still has the same definition of a biscuit as they always have. So, um, but to me, I, I feel like I said this last time, but it just seems like you could call them cookies. I don't know. Maybe there's some kind of a distinction, but they seem very cookie-ish to me. They do, but I guess they... those last ones were more like, not really cookies, huh? The showstopper? Yeah, those aren't, they're cookie, mm. they're, they're made of cookie made of material. Like co- <laughs> right, like cookie or biscuit dough. Yeah, a lot of it was gingerbread, yeah. so, and I don't like that, but... Um, you don't? You don't like gingerbread? I don't. I, I love... I, I like, yeah, I don't love gingerbread, but if it's, if it's the right consistency and I think if it was fresh baked, I would like it. Okay. I wouldn't want to eat a whole bunch of it, but I would like it, but I love cookies in general. I love, I like real cookies, not biscuits. I'm you don't not like the biscuits. I, I'm not a fan of their, I, I don't like, I mean, they look really pretty. I mean, don't get me wrong when they were doing the, the first, um, challenge, the signature, yeah, you know, a lot of them. Yes, the Florentines. I'd never heard of them before. I mean, I've heard of biscuits, but, you know, I've never heard of all the types of biscuits. I didn't realize I've never heard Florentine, but OK, I have now. So th- this is one thing I do love about the show because I do have an interest in food in general. I, I love food and then baking. It, it's always interesting to learn something a little new. But I mean, they were very pretty. You know, some some of them had some really pretty designs and, you know, colors and textures and they looked pretty, but did not sound appealing to me at all the Florentines and just biscuits in general uh just yeah the the the, oh they have to snap and they have to be crisp I don't like crisp crispy cookies yeah I mean I liked I like them okay I like them I wouldn't turn it down but the ones that were crispy and chewy those were the would be the ones that I'd like the most and and not (laughs) even better than if they were just chewy maybe or at least you know, I mean, I like to, I don't like to just stick to one thing, but the idea of crispy and chewy, that sounds really good to me. The, well, yes, but the, those were, weren't they like underbaked if they weren't? No, no, if they no. Didn't have some snap? of them were going for both. Like they had some like dates in there or whatever. Well, the Florentines a layer had to snap. It. They said yeah, the they king ha- of Florentines, they have to snap. Yeah. They had, some of them had the snap, but also some chewiness in there too. Mm. They so, have to and, be, and that was okay with the judges. And those mm, were the ones okay. that were my favorite. If, if they have like mine, my favorites probably would have been the ones that were probably slightly underbaked that had a little bit more of a, a chew. But I, I don't like fruit in in my bakes, like the ones that had dates in them. Not a fan mm-hmm. of dates. I would not have liked that. But there, who had the? I have uh, the list of who had what in their um, Florentines. I was eating some. What do you call those? They're basically made of dates. They come as snacks 
damn it, I can't remember what they're called. Uh, shoot, I wish I could remember the name, but they were good. Like, you know, I always gravitate towards coffee and chocolate flavored things, but I wouldn't want to eat just that. And here they had a lot of mango in their Florentines and those mango aren't my favorite either, but no, I don't like mango. Uh, they're fine. Like I would, I would try them. But I just before we really get into it, I just wanted to mention that I'm kind of an idiot because I'm starting up another stretch of keto this month, like October. <laughs> Good timing. <laughs> I know. So I can pretty much eat literally nothing we'll be seeing on this show. Um, I've gained the COVID-15 and so I'm trying to take care of it. But it, like watching today, I'm just sitting there munching on my like pork rinds. <laughs> Uh-huh. So th- so watching this show weekly full of carbs and sugar, which is yeah. the exact opposite of what you are allowed to have on keto. Right. This should be fun for you. They need to have like a, a cheese and bacon week or something. <laughs> <laughs> now that would be really good. <laughs> you know, they might. I mean, that they'll probably still have some carbs in there somewhere because it's a bake and there's always some type of bread or something. Maybe but you know, they're they're pastries, <laughs> you know, they're they have like those savory pastries and stuff. They might, you know, yeah, you I see can't, I can't eat that. Yeah. Well, you could you could peel the outside, peel the crust off, and eat the middle. (laughs) (laughs) And I gotta gotta say, like, um, you know, I really love all this English food that we don't typically get over here, but I prefer American bacon, which is nice and crispy. Um, Over there, when you when you order bacon, it's more like just like this floppy piece of ham. Ew. I don't know if you knew that. No. <laughs> it's good, but it's not like It's like Canadian bacon or something? Kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. Huh. No, so. I like I like Americanized bacon. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan. Although whenever I was on keto for a little while, I actually had a moment it. in my life that mm-hmm. I and I was very sad that I got a little tired of bacon. I never yeah, thought that would happen in my life. Too much of a good thing. Yeah, I was like, okay, then I know it's time to like stop keto because I'm starting to not want bacon and <laughs> I always want bacon. But uh, yeah, well, this is going to be quite a challenge for you because I actually had someone suggest to me, I had a good friend suggest to me that we should uh, every week challenge ourselves to make something from the show and then take mm. pictures of it and ask like our audience, like whose looks the best. I mean, they can't taste it, but like take pictures right. and you know, who, whose looks. I could make it, but not best. eat it. that would be no fun because that's the best part that's true but anyway yeah maybe next time we'll add that to our repertoire for collection nine or whatever i might still make something who knows i'll find something when i was going to ask you so a lot of this week they had to add little decorations on things that they made Mm -hmm. um little flourishes or stripes or you know like flowers and things when you bake stuff do you do stuff like that ever not like like this episode had like lots of airbrushing i've never done that uh they with like piping do you like pipe shapes and i've done not very fancy i'm not like i'm not very artistic i Mm. you know i don't have a good hand for that like i'm i i almost failed art so uh, (laughs) i don't have a very (laughs) art I know. How does uh-huh. that happen? Part of it is my art teacher hated me. I'm telling you, he hated me. He really That's had it out good. for me. Yeah. Um, so I feel like, you know, I should have at least gotten a, at least 
something a little better for effort. But anyway, I'm not very artistic and anyone that knows me will, will tell you that as well. That's not, I'm not mm. gifted at all. So I do struggle, you know, being very, you know, steady and, and showing some like, like when Sura was doing her showstopper, she's like, I don't even know what design I'm doing. I'm just, you know, and hers did end up a little sloppy, but her sloppy was like my good. Yeah. So I mean, when I saw Sura's, I thought that looks pretty awesome. And then he goes, it's sloppy. And I looked a little closer and I'm like, oh yeah, I guess I see it. But yeah. I was impressed at first glance. I was super impressed. Yeah, when she was saying that, like she was, you know, down on like her knees to be at like level with her 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 biscuits, and she's icing them. I was like, well, I don't know. That looks pretty, and maybe it's because we didn't have such a close up. But I was like, well, it looks pretty darn good to me. It's a hell of yeah. a lot better than what I could do. So, I've I've done some piping. I've done some cute things for you know I used to try and do some fancy things for my daughter's cakes and it wasn't anything that I you know I would buy the stuff like you can get some like really cool spray stuff for like glitter or like kind of like like spray paint it's not paint but it's stuff for, that is edible that you can spray and you know when you're designing cake so I have done some things but uh you know when she started requesting something a little bit more difficult that's when I just paid someone to make it for her <laughs> so <laughs> Um, talking about how you, you know, when you saw her making it, it looked good. Um, one thing I really like about the show that's interesting is they're sitting there filming them making all, all of it, but they still manage to not let you see what it's going to look like at the end. Like they film it in such a way that when it they reveal each thing at the end, it feels like a surprise. You know, I just think they don't do a full picture of the final product or even anything that looks close to final until the very end. So it, you're like, Oh, that's how it turned out, which I think is really, um, I don't know. It's just an impressive how they film it. And they're, they're very particular in their camera work and their filming techniques. Like yes. I read that, um, you're not allowed to put anything in the oven without calling a camera person over. Like I'm putting it in so they can film it just in case they need to use it. Stuff like that. Oh gosh, that's exhausting. <laughs> They all, they all must be running on top of each other. I wonder how many camera guys they have in there to be running every time somebody calls for a camera guy that I'm right. going to put something in the oven. Yeah, and one thing I images. appreciate about this show as it goes on, I hope, is that it's going to be easier for us because we won't have as many names to remember or as many dishes to remember. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is a little bit more in our advantage, although yeah. I am starting to learn people's names a little bit better yeah, already. So yeah. this, is, this has helped the second episode. <laughs> yeah. Now, remembering everything is difficult. I, I was trying to keep like a list of you know, who had what for their Florentines and what they had in them. And if I liked it, did it look good to me? I mean, obviously we can't try it, right? But, you know, what looked tasty or what sounded appealing? I mean, don't get me wrong. I'd be willing to try just about everything. I'm not, you know, but I, I mean, I know what I like and I know what I don't usually. So I know if I'm, you know, like I said, I don't really like dates. and I don't really like crispy biscuits or cookies, but I would definitely try them. I mean, like yeah. I said, I love food. In the end, I love food. If you put it in front of me, I'm probably going to try it. There's Usually. nothing on the show so far that I would be like, no, I'm not even going to taste that. I mean, Absolutely. there are some foods that I probably will be like, no, thanks. But on this show, I don't think there's been anything. No, I think I would try just about everything. Maybe not the ones that spill on the floor. That's about it. Maybe, but <gasps> probably would try those too. I, well, I, I already um, confessed to, I would definitely eat the uh, pineapple upside down cake that fell on the floor. <laughs> right. It looked um, good. Last week, it, it I, was I would upside eat that. down by the end of it. 
It, it was. It was a genuine upside down cake by that point. Totally. If, if someone just plopped it up on a plate and put Maybe it in front it of me. Maybe it went right side up and it was like, dope. Yeah. It's supposed to be upside down. Yeah. It's, it's, it. It, it's it tastes good. Yeah. <laughs> the floor looked pretty clean. Five second rule, you know? <laughs> Kiss it and hold it up. That's right. Yeah. The signature bake, we have the Florentines that had to be like dipped or had chocolate um, kind of sprinkled across it it's not really sprinkled mm-hmm. but you know what i mean um we had the te- or whatever yeah yeah drizzled thank you yeah. see i can't even come up with the terms Ooh. right now i'm all i'm thinking about is that pineapple well, some, some of them like painted it on and it was different yeah like uh, Tor- uh what's her name T- uh, lottie she did the jackson pollock method which I, I was thinking they might think was taking the easy way out, but they seem to like it. Like they actually, Paul said, oh, that looks like a Florentine. It's busy. That's how they're supposed to be. Huh. Yeah. He was, he was very complimentary. With her. Yeah. He gave her the handshake. I feel she... like maybe he was flirting, but I don't know. <laughs> what? Paul Hollywood flirt? <laughs> yeah. He said, what? I can't find any fault with that. So maybe he was, maybe it was a, a well-earned handshake. I feel like the handshakes he doesn't give out so freely. You really right. have to earn that. So I, I feel like he was probably genuine in that response. I hope so. Yeah, I, he doesn't. I mean, he might flirt or you know whatever, like he does, but he doesn't give out that handshake unless he's genuinely impressed. Right. I mean, I hear pretty much everyone that gets the handshake just immediately goes to bed with him. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Well, <laughs> even the guys. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, so, Noel dreamt about him in an apron. So. <laughs> Powerful. Powerful. That was hilarious. <laughs> so, uh, so it's got nuts and dried fruit bound together in a caramely texture. And Paul mentioned that he likes dark chocolate because it balances uh, Sweet. with the sweetness. Which, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess he's really about that. And I was thinking, I think there's kind of a cultural element to what's considered good taste with with food, like anything. But I think in the U.S., um, and listeners, correct me if I'm wrong or let me know if you think a little differently. But I think in the U.S. in general, our baked goods are maybe sweeter than they are, than they like in the U.K. And I think, um, like, for example, like Krispy Kreme, they would just think was, oh, you guys. Like too sweet? Yeah, like, or donuts or things like that, you know. I think they're a little more um, reserved with it. And they also do a lot more savory stuff. Well, you've been to England like a couple of times and traveled all over the, all over like Europe and other places what what was your experience like yeah i mean it's sweet but it's just not like oh my god that's so sweet we we are an obese country because look yeah. at our fast food and our portion size and it's true <laughs> we're we're but, unhealthy <laughs> i know I know. Um, but I like the ones with nuts, coconuts, and chocolate. Like you, I'm not so much for raisins or mangoes or orange peels or whatever, but they're fine. Like, I wouldn't want to just say, I only like one kind of food. But my favorites are the ones that are more chocolatey and nutty. And I like the coconutness of it. Do you like that, coconut? Or not really? I, I wasn't, like, when they had to do the, the macaroons for the technical challenge, I it, it's... I like almond joys, but I yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of coconut macaroons. The The ones with the chocolate on them, I would probably eat because I do like chocolate and coconut together. So I might eat that, but it wouldn't be something I would eat like 
an entire like plate of or something i would eat one and be like oh, okay that's okay yeah, yeah, but yeah. it wouldn't be my favorite but someone yeah. had a florentine um who was that that had the uh dried cherries and chocolate uh i don't know if that was mark i had dried cherries ruby chocolate and ginger but that that I think I would have really liked that probably would have been my favorite Florentine because the others were like you more of more nuts and chocolate than the fruit all of that fruit reminded me of a fruit cake and I don't like fruit cake yeah uh I never used to like fruit cake but recently I found this place that had like high quality fruit cake and it was actually pretty good so for me anyway it made a difference where it came from but yeah for the most well, part not so great maybe i mean my grandmother used to make fruit cake not all the time but some like every other christmas or something she might because she said it was a lot of work and you know uh she didn't feel everyone appreciated it so she wouldn't make it every single year but and my grandmother was a fantastic cook and baker uh so i would try hers because i thought well gosh everything grandma makes is amazing and i took a bite of that and i was like like ugh, okay, <laughs> it's like gross. Yeah, well, <laughs> so, maybe it's not just a fan. Not but I, I mean, I really, some people like it. It's okay. Yeah, it's just not for no, me. I didn't use, but this one I had, I liked. It's really moist. The one I had, um, I really liked the look of Sura's Florentines. Um, yeah, I think she's Iranian, and they had cardamom, saffron, and rose water. So it was part of her heritage. They had toasted almonds and pistachios. I mean, mm-hmm. um, that those would not be my very favorite flavors, but it does sound good. Like ro- when, when rose water is in something, it it's a little too perfumey to me, so I feel like I'm eating perfume. But um, it's still okay, especially if it's subtle. But it looked beautiful with the. It had like a thin chocolate base, and then this yellow layer, and then this pink flower jutting up on top. I don't know if you remember. I do. They were very pretty. Yeah. Those were the most beautiful ones, I thought. Yes. And Paul liked the taste, and, and but Prue said no snap, so. No snap. She was so really, was, she was all about the, the snap every time yeah. she'd mention whether it had a snap or not. They did love the flavor. You were <laughs> yeah. right. They did love, you know, how it was decorated, thought it was very beautiful, but she didn't quite pan out just because of the snap you're right they she's like but they have to snap you know she was very (laughs) (laughs) and rowan he had those waistcoat florentines and he also had this beautiful like a vest basically right with this flower on the back that looked really really nice but as usual he's too ambitious he he's letting me down he he has these big big ideas and he can't finish them in the time allotted and i think i mean we've seen other people do that in the past right and and then other i mean there how many seasons have we watched and there's almost always one yeah and it seems like usually those guys end up scaling it back and doing okay sometimes Um, yeah 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 sometimes they do and in this case at the end it was rowan and mac who were on the chopping block and Mac, uh, they said, well, he he just wasn't, he's fine, but he's not blowing our minds. Rowan has some great ideas, but he's not executing. And I'm thinking, well, they're hoping that he'll execute on his ideas. But if he has great ideas and he can't execute on them, he's just not talented enough, then those ideas are worth nothing. But um, we'll see. I mean, he seems to have suggested that he was able to pull it off uh, in practice, but just not, it's the time limit oh, uh- that's getting him. 
Right. Because if, it, if it's one thing to be able to pull it off, but again, I mean, it is a competition, so yeah. they are giving you less time. I mean, you're not just at your home all day where you've got all day to spend on this and kind of putter away at it. You, you do have to kind of stick to it and, and get it done. And I think that is, yeah, where he's, he's struggling. So yeah. I, I hope, because I, I do think he's fun and I like his sense of humor and I like his, how easygoing he is. And he's, he's very much, you know, yep, didn't quite you know, pull it off, you know, this time. And so I think he's got a really good attitude, but I, I don't, I, we I really don't have proof around. that he has the skill yet. So we'll Not see. Yet. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they're hoping, like you said, they'll take his advice. Cause they're like, you know, we've, we've told him a couple of times and he doesn't seem to be taking our advice. You know, he keeps yeah. doing these things. So I think they're giving him one more shot. Dude, poke him on the forehead. Hey, um, but you mentioned puttering and I'm, it made me think when I'm doing prepping for podcasts, Sometimes like these days with all of the stuff that's going on the news, I just take too many breaks and my mind wanders off onto like a whole, just following a rabbit hole or something. No, no, I need to prep. And then I'm thinking, oh, we should, they should have the great American podcast show where they're like, you have four hours to make a podcast about this. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think you just started that. I think. Yeah, that'd be interesting, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Do you think you could do it? I think so. Yeah. If I needed to focus and pay attention, but just as a challenge, they'd have to give me an iPad that had a really good internet connection to try to lure me away to, um, read the news and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) You do need like a filtered, uh, Mac or filtered iPad without like the news app and notifications and everything like, (laughs) and all you have is just what you need to prep for your podcast. I need all that to prep, so it's kind of hard. That's the thing about being an internet addict that makes it harder than being a heroin addict because with being an internet addict, you kind of need the internet for your work, so it's right there. Maybe if it only <laughs> restricted you to just what you needed to know. Yeah, like you I could guess. Only, it, Like it would block everything that wasn't related to your prep if it was right. smart enough to do that. Yeah, and that would make a difference to me. I I'd think, it, though, frustrated. it would be more... I think it would be more challenging, though, to not restrict it. Yeah, and, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, yeah. But, you know, to be honest, you know, to be serious, if there was a competition like that and I had a time limit, I could totally do it. It would be interesting. You I do way better with it. I will proca- procrastinate forever. And then all of a sudden when I'm down to the wire, that's my best work is when I, I sit and I focus and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I've only got like a couple of hours to get this done. And then I pound it out and get it done and focus like I have laser focus <laughs> in that moment. But if I've got a week to do something, it's not happening. Did any of the um, Florentines stand out as like this is the one that I would most want to eat? I, I talked a little bit about the dried cherries with uh, yeah. the ruby chocolate sounded really good i thought that sounded the closest to what i would want uh i i think that lottie's looked pretty good her quarantine florentines (laughs) that was Uh, a sweet little moment where she was talking to her grandparents up on the balcony yeah that was really sweet so she had pistachios almonds coconut and dark and white chocolate uh, those, those sounded really good. really good, yeah. Yeah, so those sounded really appealing to me. And those were the ones that, that Paul loved so much and that she ended up getting the handshake for. And I thought, man, anytime you impress Paul, they've got to be really good. So those look to be really good. And I thought that at least the ones where they used the, the ruby chocolate, I've never had that. So that was something new that I learned. I didn't know that existed, but now I want to get some. 
and find something to make with it because I thought that made some of those Florentines look really, really pretty. Yeah. And you know, you're right. I think I, I would probably want the the one that Lottie made that had the sour cherries, by the way. Peaches, almond, coconut, ginger, sour cherries, dark and white chocolate. But Paul giving her the handshake, that would probably make me want to have that one the most. But um, also, I thought Dave's looked really cool. Um, I don't know if you remember, but it had like these waves of white, dark, and milk chocolate all layered together on top. Yes. And uh, Noel said it was like a magic eye poster and it reminded him of his acid trips or something. That he's having. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that looks really good. It had mango, nuts, sesame seeds, candied peel, white, dark, and milk chocolate, which isn't always my favorite but it sounds really interesting and i would totally want to try it so if i had to pick one to try well because of um paul's handshake i'd probably pick lottie's yes but i thought but, um dave's and sura's were the most beautiful yes dave really kind of came out in this one i mean I think oh, he yeah did, he, he did yeah he definitely kind of came out a little bit although he's a little i don't know i feel he's a little short on humor i feel he like is. he's not quite he's like tense. he's He's very tense. Maybe he's just one of those people like you were talking last week when you were like, you know, talking about Matt and, and Noel, how they go around and, you know, they're really stressed and they're trying to get this done and they're trying to get this ice just perfectly. And they've got them over there kind of cracking jokes and well, what do you got going on? And they're just kind of being silly and and they're, you know, you're like speculating, like, are they sitting there thinking like, you know, get the hell out of my way or get out of my face. I'm trying to, you know, I'm freaking out here. He he to me kind of seems like that like he oh, yeah. either he just doesn't quite have that sense of humor and every time they kind of come over to kind of talk to him and kind of you know crack a little bit of a joke he's just kind of looking at him like okay get out of my way yeah and, you know. uh, matt <laughs> said um what did he say to him he said you know have you ever made macaroons and he's like i've made macarons and he goes well you just add an extra o and then he's like, we're adding another o next week and we're going to be making macaroons which i thought was hilarious and <laughs> dave just gave courtesy laugh i don't think he was even really listening he's just like oh i think he told a joke i better laugh yeah <laughs> like, i felt oh, bad I play for it up. Matt. <laughs> yeah but yeah so he dave uh He's tense and it, and it does make me feel less connect to him and probably like him a little less. But I was also thinking that I would probably be super fucking tense if I was on this show. I don't know for sure, but I could be even worse and everyone would hate me who was watching. I don't know. But I know when I first started doing the Podcastica Network after I'd been podcasting for a while, but opening it up and I was helping Mr. Blog and gracie lou do their under the comic covers mm -hmm. i remember they seemed kind of surprised that my work personality was different more serious than my podcast personality and and i feel like it it kind of threw them off and so i've tried to lighten up a little bit but i want it to be good <laughs> you, you, so i don't know that is very true oh really you think so too Damn. i 100 percent believe that you are not the same person when we're talking podcast stuff and, and no talking business allowed. stuff. Not that <laughs> uptight, but you are just a very like serious person and you, you definitely, um, you know, yeah, you take it and not that it shouldn't be, but it's just a very different side of you for people that don't know. It was it's a interesting. Bit of a so, yeah. So that's why I wonder if I was on this show, would I be able to relax? Because when I look at this guy, Dave, I just feel like, man, I really want you to be able to chill out and relax a little bit and just take a deep breath. Even when he won at the end, when he won Starbaker, 
and he was calling his family or whatever, I felt like there was a little bit of anxiety in there, like a, a, a something that just needs to release, you know, it's all judgment. I mean, whatever, but that's just the feeling I got, get with him. Mm-hmm. And I was happy for him. Like, I think, um, unless someone's a real a-hole, which I don't think Dave is at all. I think he's a, no. he seems like a good guy, just a bit tense, but, um, even if they're not my favorite personality, I still respect more who is the better baker. You know, that's the one I want to win. So when he won star baker, I thought, yeah, he totally deserved it. I thought he did totally deserve it. He he's, he's, I don't dislike him really, but like you, I felt like I had a little bit of a hard time kind of connecting with him a little bit. He seems a little reserved and he seems a little uptight and, and I like somebody that can kind of joke around a little bit or has a good sense of humor and, and not quite seeing that in him. I was kind of like, oh, okay. So he's not bad. I don't think he's like an asshole or anything, but uh, he's just, I think, a little bit of a different personality type. And But mm-hmm. like you said, he could be totally different at home maybe. Maybe he is just one of those people that have kind of like this different, you know, kind of personality when they're he in He has a, a cute little or... hunting dog. Uh, Japanese. He, yeah, he, he was, he's... He's a dog person, obviously. Did you see that so. dog? Looked yeah, like a cross well, between a fox and a corgi or something. Yeah, a cute little Japanese <laughs> hunting dog, which I've never heard of before, but Yoki. super cute. Super cute. But yeah, I think if people want you to see him. Yeah, I don't know. But he's a dog person. So, I mean, he's he seems like a, a nice, <laughs> affable kind of person. He's yeah. just, just a l- maybe in competition or in those types of situations, he's a little bit different. I think yeah, people. Yeah, he's just nervous, I think. But yeah. I mean, he's good at, at what he does. And um, yeah, I think, not to dwell on this too much, but with podcasting, and I, I was like that even more at Walker Stalker, like prepping for the panels. I you think, are an entirely different person. Yeah, I was super stressed out at, Walker at, at that. Comes. Like, I'm not stressed when I'm doing the podcasting stuff, but at Walker Stalker, I totally am. But I want to be able to create this sort of a structure and a safety net so that when I'm actually doing the thing, I can just relax and, and be in fun mode, like have fun, you know, so um, as much as possible. And so that's kind of the difference, I guess. Huh, but this is fun. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> no, it totally is. Yeah, like I, I was really stoked about how uh, we didn't know how this podcast was going to come out because it's a kind of a crazy thing to podcast on. But I think it was last week was awesome. Yeah. So um, what? Uh, let's go on to the next let's, thing. Let's yeah. Let's start talking about the technical challenge. So the technical challenge was the coconut macaroons, and some of them had to have uh, like a mango like curd type right which again doesn't say i'm like what's with the mangoes man it's mango week <laughs> at, i like at, mangoes at bake off i i eh, they're like okay mangoes. i'm not a big fan yeah. i mean I, it's not that i won't eat one or something or take a few bites but I, it's not my favorite so i was just like I get eh. mango mixed up with another fruit but i can't think what it is right now well, I mean, it's but, okay, but yeah. it's not, I don't like it when it's strongly flavored mango. If it has, if it's mixed with something else, it's not so bad, but it's, it's just not my favorite. So I, I think I would pass those up, but they did have the chocolate macaroons where they had the like chocolate drizzle on them. Now those, you know, I would definitely eat one or two of those. Like I said, if you put it in front of me, I'm, I'm probably going to eat it. So yeah. those look yeah. really good. And they needed 12 hand shaped macaroons and i thought Mm -hmm. they were talking about macarons so i was like who i love macarons those are those little hamburger looking um cookies that are chewy 
those are my daughter's favorites, and I think I want to make those. those. She she thinks I'm not going to be able to make them, which makes me want to make no, them and prove it, her wrong. Well, they're so, ho- well. I was like, they do it all the time on on British Bake Off, and she's like, yeah, well, those people them. know what they're doing. She's like, you don't, <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean? I don't well, know. They might not turn out like exactly perfect, <laughs> but they'll be good. I think I but, can uh, do it. So they they had six drizzled and filled chocolate, six with with piped with mango curd, um, crispy and golden on the outside, chewy on the inside, and coconut they have coconut and when um paul and prue were eating the ones that they always get just to see what they're supposed to look like i thought man those look so good and i actually think that um this challenge was a little easier than a lot of the challenges which i think is interesting too because when you have something that is not super duper difficult then you get to see who can make an easy thing the best i mean maybe i'm wrong do you think it was a little simpler than most or not well, considering how some of them didn't fare so well, <laughs> and I mean, but I mean, to be fair, they, they weren't given, you know, like they just say a bake, like it doesn't tell you temperature. It doesn't tell you how long. And so, I mean, that's yeah. pretty unfair. I think if you're sitting at home and you're making a coconut macaroon, you could probably do a pretty decent, I mean, if at least if you're a, a, a decent baker, I think that anybody could probably do a pretty decent one, you know, and, and. Yeah, a lot of these guys had job. not ever made it before, so right, they might not know. And it's it's di- when you're using coconut, it might not act the same as other things that you're used to baking. So you might not know the right temperature, or like right. the time. And well, and I wouldn't have known that you know putting the the coconut that you want it to kind of chop it a little bit but you don't want it real fine you still want it to be you know have some of its texture but you don't want it too fine because then it's going to be gloppy you want it to have that kind of textured look because that's what gives it that nice golden you know kind of crisp on the outside there but i just think with some of these technical challenges paul comes out and he sees like 10 plates of shit because it all sucks (laughs) you know they all (laughs) failed maybe one person came kind of close and uh this wasn't like that at all i think they were all edible and mostly pretty good (laughs) yeah i think the worst thing that they said about some of them is that either some of them may be not as uniform in size yeah there were a few there were probably i think at least three that were not quite um thoroughly baked like they didn't have that nice golden crispy on the top and that was like the worst thing they're like oh it's a little pale a little undercooked and so i'm like if that's like the worst thing that they say it wasn't like you know some of them come out as these gloppy messes and you know (laughs) they're complete disasters yeah (laughs) yeah so So. yeah that's i guess that's what i mean like it looked like you could pretty easily make at least a decent one that was edible yes but uh dave dave got the the best one there prue said the curd was perfect oh i guess i (laughs) you just aren't into it huh not i'm just not the mango but i'm always curious i I love seeing some of their faces when you know paul and prue have their own like things that they really like and, and maybe some flavors or textures that they don't really like that much. So it's always interesting to me to see some of the faces that they make when somebody tries a combination of spices or flavors or something and puts them together and they're like, I've never seen that or I've never had that. And that'll be interesting. And they're always open yeah. to trying it. But, you know, I always wonder, you know, like for them, what it's kind of like when maybe it's something that they don't like. I mean, it's a good thing that they do like mangoes because there was a lot of mango happening right. in this episode. So what if they didn't really like mangoes that much? Yeah. 
Yeah, I wonder if the contestants ever like study up on Paul's particular taste so they can try to play to them. I mean, I'm sure he has, you know, a broader palette than most, but he definitely has his preferences. Like, you know, if you're making something that's sweet and there's chocolate with it, you should probably make it dark chocolate to balance it out. Paul doesn't like it when you put milk chocolate in there. Exactly. He likes dark (laughs) chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. I think Uh, I think they better have studied up when it comes to bread week. Oh, I know. That's next week, by the way. Oh, is it? Okay. Bread week's I always third week. Yeah. I couldn't find that. So I wasn't mm. sure. But yeah, that's uh, that's the one where people uh, ought to be puckering up. I, I guess he ha- he's he got a rep for being a, a bread guy. Oh, he, he, he takes great pride in, you know, when it's bread week and he's like, I'm looking forward to this one. I guarantee it right. next week in the, in the beginning. Nervous. Yeah. He's going to be, <laughs> you know, I'm looking forward to this one and everybody's <sighs> going to be very tense. So Linda, the one who you and I both predicted would be out this week, she did okay with yeah. her Florentines. Um, they said they couldn't see the texture in her appearance, and it wasn't really a Florentine, but it was delicious. She made yes. this crystallized ginger, Brazil nuts, hazelnuts, pecans, which sounds really good, and little flowers on them. Uh, with the uh, with the macaroons, she got fourth place, which is not bad Uh, they said they were a little hard and quite chewy but good so she's she's in the middle now yeah and her showstopper was my favorite i thought it it was at least the prettiest aesthetically pleasing it was my favorite yeah yeah so for people who don't remember it was like this high tea in amsterdam and it was those kind of blue ones with the really delicate designs and she made it out of shortbread which um you know i gingerbread's okay but i would much prefer shortbread even though they said it was a little tough because she had to probably bake it a little longer to uh keep for it to keep its structure because they're like that's delicate but anyways it looked really cool it did it was i thought beautiful and and probably one i'd be more likely to to really want to try uh, because it was shortbread versus the gingerbread. So who got the low? Lottie didn't do so well with the macaroons. Um, I'm trying to remember who lost it though. Who Mark lost? Mark got the... second place. So Peter Rowan got second to last, which Rowan was a, a lost surprise. the technical. Oh, okay. And Mark, last. Uh, the young Mark, or sorry. Hmm. I don't know which mark. I can't remember which mark. Peter that was. got second to last. Yeah, who, there was the another guy who mark. Won Star Baker last year. Yeah, didn't he? Didn't do well in the technical. Rowan lost. Um. And Rowan's were too soft, underbaked, had weird piping. He says, uh, "It wasn't. It wasn't me best moment. They did look slightly like the cat's lavatory." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Peter, who who typically stays pretty high up there he didn't do super well with the technical but mostly because it was underbaked they said they said everything else was perfect except his was was just a little pale yeah yeah so and his um his florentine was really good sticky toffee florentines and that was one that paul said the flavor's delicious i've never had anything like it so when he says he's never had anything like it and he Mm -hmm. enjoys it that's high praise Yes, when he said it was unique, I thought, okay, then that's mm-hmm. interesting. So yeah, I was. I think I would probably try that one too. I do like a, a sticky toffee. That would that does sound kind of yummy. Yeah, I guess a sticky toffee pudding is maybe something particular to England, like more common there because I never had it. But uh, yeah, he, Paul could say, "Oh, I've never had anything like that," or he could say, "I've never had anything like that." 
<laughs> it could go either way. <laughs> yeah. Should we go on to the next one? Yeah, let's talk about the showstopper. So uh, l- like you mentioned, because we already started talking about Linda's a little bit, was they had to make like a dinner set or some s- sort of like memorable dinner set or something that was memorable to them in the form of biscuits. And they could use any biscuits um, and any flavor. Uh, but then, of course, many people did go towards gingerbread bread because that is something that really holds its texture well and and is is easy to use kind of i mean that's why we have gingerbread houses right i think they all did except for linda i think most people did when they were describing it they kept hitting on it's got to be sculpted to look real it was all about the the sculpture Mm -hmm. as much as it was about the baking like use the dough like clay they said so yeah yes yeah it's just not just it can't just look good and it can't just taste good it has to it has to be both and, and it was interesting how some of them looked like something you would find in like a sixth grade class baking class <laughs> like you give the kids a pile of play-doh and this uh, is what they come up with. <laughs> and some of them looked fucking incredible and you know lottie's when they were showing her make her biking ship it looked to me like oh that's she really messed that up but then when it the finished product it looked pretty damn cool it actually looked to me like um an old artifact that was decaying but pretty cool looking and rough and everything I mean, and when somebody said that i think prue said something like that and and lottie was like oh i'm glad that that she got it but then she's like i got away with it so i'm like is that just her rationalizing again because she actually messed up but anyway i think it looked pretty awesome yeah, I th- I think even though it didn't turn out exactly as what she wanted and she, you know, uh, had some issues with it sticking and, and her, her form not coming out right, it still looked pretty darn good. Probably something way better than what I could do, so. You know, I thought it looked cool. Like, yeah. I like, I kind of like sometimes when they do, you know, a lot of people do really flowery or ornate ones and then some people do really stark ones like that and uh, the Smiley Mark guy he had what did he do his was like his, an intense coffee flavored yeah like an ethiopian and it was coffee all like dark colors kind of like his darwin last week was like monochrome dark kind of stark and it's it stands out as something different and it's kind of cool so i like it yeah i thought about you whenever he was doing this coffee flavored thing and i was like wonder yeah wonder if oh, you yeah. would be interested in trying <laughs> that one heck yeah and they thought it was really strong and i, I you know um Paul said to Prue, oh, you like that? And I could have swore she said no, but I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I would like it. And then there's like Dave who did this waiting for tacos Mexican thing that looked I thought amazing. that was brilliant. It beautiful. looked, the colors were beautiful. The shape was amazing. It looked mm-hmm. like a friggin' dinner Real. set. Yeah, yeah. It looked like a plate of tacos. Yeah. Yeah. You just want to put a taco on there and eat it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then and the, <laughs> I would prefer the taco over to the gingerbread, but yeah, it looked beautiful. He had some great detail work. The shape, the colors I thought were amazing. And then we talked about Linda's. Um, we yeah, had a lot of tea. tea sets. A lot of people yeah. did tea sets and, and fancy tea and, you know, fancy teas, um, high tea, right. which I guess is, you know, that it's a thing. makes sense. I had tea when I was in England just to see what it was all about. And you get these platters with little sandwiches and pastries and things it's really nice (laughs) it's interesting Um, yeah laura had her three-tier cake stand which i thought looked pretty cool but paul was like 
not impressed. Well, because she used an, like a cake stand and he was like, uh, you know, it was supposed to kind of be a sculpture. Be its own oh, sculpture. So like each its own level supporting had structure. its own stand? Oh, I yeah. didn't realize that. Oh, yeah, that's no good. Yeah, so she had like the, like in the middle, she just carved you know, like her look like almost like ginger snaps or something, not ginger snaps or something else. I can't even think about it right now, but she kind of carved them around the columns and then she kind of, you know, they, they, it, it, I don't think it was its own support structure and that was kind of disappointing. Oh yeah. That's, and that's not when she got kind of dinged. You need to get the gong show hook and pull her off. <laughs> I didn't it was realize. beautiful and it was yeah, really it was, pretty, yeah. but Paul was like, you know, for four hours you should have been able to, you know, I was expecting something a little bit more. Yeah. So, yeah. So that was a bummer. And 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 Max, who lost, I actually thought his looked pretty cool, but it just wasn't really sculpted. Uh, it was this yeah. like chai Indian chai tea thing. I thought it looked pretty cool, and so did Prue. She she's like, it looks cool, but it wasn't really. We were looking for molding. You've gone flat. That's what Paul said. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and then Rowan. Gosh, that was not great. What was his again? Worst things happen at sea. Oh and yeah, he had the lighthouse. That was like that the sixth grade and... class thing. Yeah, I just I was like, oh. it was ugly as fuck. I thought. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I wouldn't even want to eat that. You know, it was good. There's that. Uh, <laughs> and why? And it lit up. That's weird. Like, there's electronics in there. I don't want to eat well, that. Well, it's supposed to be a lighthouse, and it's a showstopper. Yeah. You kind of go over the top, but it just it didn't it didn't look good because the rest of it just didn't look good. It, the whole know, thing was highly unsettling. It was a mess, <laughs> and I was just disappointed for him, and I was sad. Yeah, for and him. I he's a, he's a cool guy. He's a nice guy. So you want to see him? Hopefully, he'll um, f- figure it out next week and do better. Yeah, hope so. And 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 uh, Sura had her ramadan tea set that was beautiful i thought it was very beautiful yeah and i would love to eat it ginger cinnamon black pepper teapot chocolate truffle box those truffles like that's what i would go for and uh, she was mentioning how people fast for ramadan and then they gather at the end to have tea and have a social occasion which i thought was a nice you know kind of a nice idea it is nice It, it was i and i love like hearing because there's so many people on the every year they always have like you said uh, in our last episode you know people from different backgrounds different cultures everyone you know comes from some type of history or culture that is special to them and then they incorporate that into their dishes like they have to make like everybody has to make florentines right but they can kind of incorporate something that is you know part of something personal. that they grew up in or something yeah personal like to their culture and and bring something you know, to them. So I love how they bring that in. And I learned, love like hearing about that kind of stuff. Cause I find it interesting and, um, you know, to learn things like that. So I, I, I thought hers was beautiful and I liked learning about, about that. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad she's doing well. Me too. Can I go to some funny lines? Yes. It's time for that. <laughs> I liked when Noel went up to Sarah and was like, how you doing? Are you, are you, are you over the old and like, mimics her knocking something out of someone's hand yeah. and then he goes you gonna try that again <laughs> she goes no and then later during the technical challenge as they're all bringing their dishes up he goes uh sir can you hang back a little bit and then he's like just joking <laughs> so that was cool giving her crap <laughs> 
Yeah. I love that. And that's what he does. Like he he kind of insults people but in a in a really, you know, funny way, not serious at all. But I think it helps them to relax because they're like, "Oh, right. I don't need I don't, it's better if I don't take myself or any of this too seriously." And it's just funny. I like to do that too, by the way. It's fun. <laughs> not at a Walker Soccer Con. <laughs> Uh, like uh, when Noel says to Laura, I find it strangely relaxing. She's like, do you? Watching someone else stress? He goes, watching their dreams slide away. <laughs> 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 or, yeah, the whole I had a dream about Paul. He he was just in an apron. It was pretty powerful. <laughs> yeah, I, I giggled really hard at that one. It cracked uh, me up. Because I was like, I think he really did have a dream about Paul in, in an apron. <laughs> Maybe. Matt's like, um, hey, look at what do you think of these square biscuits? I've never seen a square before, so I'm very excited about these. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Um, when well, this isn't funny, but when Peter said, I've made macaroons with my mother once before, but donkeys ago, I was like, oh, British phrase, what does it mean? So I think it comes from uh, donk the phrase donkey's ears, which sounds like donkey's years which is a long time because donkey's ears are long. So people will say, I haven't done that in donkey's years. And then it, I guess, just got shortened to donkey's. I haven't, it's been donkey's ago. Interesting. I've never heard that. Me neither. I mean, when I was over there, I would just hear things all the time that I'd never heard before. And then um, Nico started talking that way. Like the, they often say, oh, it was quite, quite nice out or it was quite tasty and when he came home he was like i'm quite hungry dad (laughs) (laughs) adorable funny uh and then i thought it was kind of funny when towards i think it was in the showstopper noel's like bakers you have half an hour left and lottie just kind of casually goes just want to curl up in a ball and die quietly (laughs) i i really like lottie i'm i i feel a little bit more uh, like I can relate to her a little more. She's a little, little dark, little edgy. Yeah, uh, she had the quirky. jam that was like blood. Yeah, yeah. So you you're feeling a little more connected with her this time. Yeah, yeah. seeing her this yeah. second time around. Yeah, yeah, I like her too. Uh, what else? What about the comment about Prue having concerns over Mark's very large nuts? <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So funny. There's always something like that almost every episode. There's always some some type of, you know, some type of like sexual tension comment. Everybody just loses their shit. Um so yeah. that was that was good. Yeah, that was perfect because she didn't know she was saying it. <laughs> nope. She was adorable, but Paul was just like, oh, and he just puts his head down and he's like, oh my gosh. Mark was all embarrassed and laughing and his face gets really red. So yeah, good moment. There, there's a lot of those moments. I'm pretty sure that I, I didn't watch it because I was, I, I didn't know what all that they had in there, but there is a clip that I saw. It might have been on Twitter. Someone cut together all of those types of moments um, over these different seasons. So I need to go back and watch that. Mm-hmm. But there's some really funny That's ones. That's another thing about, in general, the British. I noticed they have, like, potty humor. Yeah. I'm all about that. Yeah. 
Monty Python and all that. Um, okay, who do you think is going to be evicted next week? I mean, I, I think if Rowan doesn't take some of their advice and kind of pull it in a little bit, he's gone. Mm-hmm. You know, he's had... He struggled two weeks here in a row and hasn't really come out on top. He's just kind of either been middle of the road or kind of low. And and they don't like it when you don't listen to them. Like if you've, if you've watched yeah. the other seasons, Paul and Prue or whether it's, you know, Paul and Mary, whoever the judges are. I mean, it's always Paul, but whomever they don't like it when they're like, you know, we want you to do this or we're, we're, right. we need to do this. And if you don't listen to them. They, they, you're gone. Yeah, like I can't remember exactly what, but sometimes I think they've said, "Try this," and they they will be defiant and go, "No, I'm going to try my thing again because mm-hmm. I'm I'm going to make you like it," and then it doesn't work. Yeah, it, <laughs> but it, with Rowan, yeah, he just needs to simplify, and yeah, that I guess that would apply here too. If he goes, "No, no, no, I'm going to be ambitious again," but it's really going to work this time. I mean, if it did work, great. But if he did it again and it didn't work again, yeah, they're not going to have any patience with that. No. No, they, 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 they let you go a little bit and cause they, they mm-hmm. like you and they think that you have that potential. I think they like his ideas, you know, yeah. it's just, he's not able to execute them at least in the time just, frame. <laughs> just to mess with them. He should be like, here is a plain cookie <laughs> with nothing on it. I'm taking your advice. <laughs> right. It's perfectly tan. Um, so I, I feel like, I mean, who knows but sometimes i think they try to lead us down a path just to throw us a left turn you know by featuring certain characters and one character or my character person that i think didn't do so well but they didn't spend much time on was ermine who made mango and coconut florentines they were really messy and just looked messed up and then when prue took a bite she said it's like leather and Armin was like, oh, God, this is agonizing. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Stop. So um, and then with her Japanese tea set, it was um, not good flavor. And I don't remember what it looked like. But uh, and I don't I think she was probably in the middle somewhere with the macaroons. But uh, I am going to say her just that's she's going to be my prediction for next week. Yeah, I that's a good prediction. I've thought the same about her, too. I was like, yeah, she you're kind of running. A little closer, you know, I thought about that, about Linda this last time, but she, she did better this episode. So I yeah. think she's, she's raised herself up just a little bit as far as her chances, but yeah, her, her mean, I think is been a little low for Yeah. She's on the struggling a bit there. So yeah, but, um, yeah, I don't know. Well, we got to pick different ones. So it'll well, be I, I, I'm going to, so yeah, well, I just, I, Ro- I'm going to go with yeah. Rowan because I don't know. I, I just don't have the, co- I don't think he's going to be like super stubborn or anything, but I just really think he's got a lot of like, he's like, I can do this. Yeah. I'm going to show you I can do this. So, <laughs> and, and I'm just, I worry for him. I don't want him to go, but I just feel like I'm afraid he's not going to take their advice. And that's never a good thing when they keep telling you every week to do something. I mean, it's only the second week, but he's not going to get by with it for very long. Right. Yeah. So, um, and then, you know, as far as who's going to win the whole thing, I still think it's too easy to like throw out predictions for that. But I, at this point, I'm backing Sura. She's my favorite. She's the one that I hope wins. Oh, oh well, that's, that's strong. I think she's got a lot of talent and she's really interesting. And, um, 
and she's got like the, her things are complex, but she pulls it off, you know. Mm-hmm. So who knows? I mean, I, I I may change that. I reserve the right to change that at this point. <laughs> she's the one. <laughs> okay, we'll let you have it. <laughs> Cool. All right. Anything else that you want to say about the show? I guess the only other thing is when during the um, macaroon, no, not the macaroon, the Florentines, they got to the part where they were melting all the chocolate and mixing it up. Mm-hmm. Um, I love seeing melted chocolate. And it reminded me of when I used to work at the Hershey Chocolate Factory in Oakdale. Uh-huh. There's the main one in, in um Pennsylvania Hershey Pennsylvania but there's also used to be one in Oakdale California I worked there for a summer and uh, there was big like hundred gallon vats of that melted chocolate and if I wanted to I could reach my hand right in there I was right next to it and I totally wanted to jump in there but I managed to restrain myself but that's what it reminded me of like when Noel said you know if I was an insect I'd jump right in that and (laughs) treat like a hot tub you know (laughs) Richard actually worked with me there and uh I hope he doesn't mind me telling this story, but one time he accidentally, as he was using a leaf blower to clean up an area of the factory, he blew a bunch of dirt into the product. (laughs) Hey, Rich. (laughs) Ex-friend Rich. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, What do you want want us to do about that? Oh, just never mind. (laughs) But uh, speaking of Rich, actually... um, his wife Lucy is a big fan of this show and she's she's really fun and I think it would be really cool to hear her opinions on all these people so Lucy if you're listening we're inviting you to come on you don't have to prepare anything you can just jump into our conversation whenever you want and talk about who you like and who you don't like and which which dishes you'd like and all that kind of stuff yes open invitation please come join us it'd be so fun yeah that would be awesome. So, you know, and when we're talking to people about, you know, why we like the show, we were talking about that last week, you know, when Mac was leaving and this happens with everyone, but this is why I, you know, feel so bad for everyone. It's not like, oh, I'm so glad you're gone. I hate you and you're terrible or you're, you're an asshole or anything like that. I feel bad for everyone because everyone is so kind and so nice that even when you get kicked off, they say, thank you. Yeah. Like, sorry, you got to go. First person, Thank you. Like, Thank you. Yeah, they're like, yeah. And they're never pissy about it. And Mac, he seemed like a really interesting guy, mm-hmm. like a, a guy I'd love to see more of, actually. So, yeah, I was sad to see him go, too. Yeah. But I'm like, this is this is the kind of show. This is why I love it, because just and even not being in a pandemic, you know, it's just always nice because the world is shit sometimes that this is just one of those shows that it's, it's very aesthetically pleasing when you watch it. It's just very colorful and bright. You know, the way that they decorate the tent and everybody's in these, you know, vibrant clothes and different textured clothes. And the tent is decorated very beautifully. And it's just very bright and aesthetically pleasing. And then everybody is so nice. You know, the yeah. contestants are super nice. And the, and like I said, you get kicked off a show and you just get kicked off and you say, thank you. This is how nice <laughs> these people are. And how can you, you know, this just puts a smile on your face. It brings a little brightness to your day. You know, when you're having a bad day or having, you know, just whatever's going on. Um, you know, that, that was, that was just what stuck out to me in this episode. I was like, this is what I want people to see, you know, that they, they did seem a little more like there was 
more tension during the showstopper among more contestants than maybe there usually is at this point. And even I felt like among the hosts and I kind of wonder if like I've been wondering if the whole coronavirus thing where they're all cooped up there will have an impact. I'm hoping by the end of this, it's not like kill or be killed or something. <laughs> they're all just like, fuck you. Um, <sighs> I, I, I don't know if it'll, if it'll change it. But um, w- at one point, you know, Noel asked, uh, I think, Sir, uh, so what have you been doing during your downtime? And she said she's been practicing. And it made me wonder if they've all got like accommodations. I bet you they do with their own private kitchens. Like, I don't think they're going onto the set and practicing there. But then they probably have, they're able to send people out to buy stuff for them or something. I wonder how that's all working. I don't know. I'll have to read a little bit more into that and how yeah. I think, I think that they were having things brought in and then they had to kind of sit for for like 24 48 hours or something uh-huh. and not be touched is like you know just taking precautions for things coming in and out right um when they would have supplies delivered but you know and i, I they're I all living together i was gonna say they're all living <laughs> together and that makes things tense you know all these different person i mean they're Could all be. nice people but they are all still different personalities and they're all probably a little tense from having to have left their families. Like they've had to take leave of absence from their jobs. Mm-hmm. They've had to it's leave a their families. Anyway. It's, a, it's a different, you know, kind of scenario. It's a different experience. And, yeah. yeah. Different than the other years have been. So, you know, and then when you live with people, you tend to get more snappy at people that you live with, even if they're not like family. I can imagine, yeah, if I had to do like three Walker Stalkers in a row and not go home in between, that would be, that would, I would be tense. Anything else that you want to say about? I just want to say I'm a nice guy. All right, let's move on. <laughs> I never said you weren't a nice guy. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> when you're not at a Walker Stalker, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Sometimes when I'm on a podcast. No, I'm teasing. I kid. I I uh, I love the music, and I feel like we're going along, so I'm not going to, but maybe next, in a future episode, I want to play some of the little musical interludes, because I think it adds a lot to the show, but we'll save that. Okay, cool. Yeah, that'll be fun. A little music to add. All right, so we do have a little bit of listener feedback cool. this week. Yeah, it was good to see some of that. So uh, first one that we have is from our good friend, Pake Allen. He says... I've never seen an episode of the show before, but with you two covering it and talking it up, I gave it a shot and I'm so into it. (laughs) Last week was great and I loved hearing you talk about it. Biscuit week. I'm very surprised Rowan is still there. He overpromises and under delivers, but he seems good. Right. Uh, But he seems very sweet. If he doesn't drastically change his approach next week, I don't think he'll continue. I like Dave. He crushed week two. He loves Blink-182 and tacos. (laughs) So he's a winner in my book. (laughs) That's a good point. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I love that it's you've never seen it before and now you're into it. That makes me feel very happy. I've had a couple people write in and say that. (laughs) Like, well, I've never seen it, but because you guys talked about it and hyped it up, I'm going to try it and then they love it. Yeah, because... People would probably be like, why would I want to watch that? And so if you did watch it and then you're like, why the hell did I watch that? Then I'd feel bad. But uh, it's reassuring to know that at least some people liked it. Mm -hmm. Um, Derek O'Neill says, I know you probably already recorded, but I love that Noel and Matt address the difference between American and British biscuits in the most wonderfully weird way. I forgot what they said. Well, it was a little skit at the beginning, right? A little bit of a skit at the beginning and they were holding hands. 
Yeah, which, which is it, cute. I, I thought, oh, they're in this quarantine coronavirus bubble so they can hold hands. Yes, they can touch because they've been living together for six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forgot exactly, but it, it was cute. Um, he goes, I really liked Sandy Toxvig, or I don't know how to say her name, but I'll say Toxvig, as a presenter, but these two work better as a comedy double act, and it's closer to Mel and Sue from the first seasons. Yeah, I can see that. And I do like them and I like Matt, but it was interesting to see Noel and Sandy because she is so different. And mm-hmm. yet I did feel like they were good. So I like, I've liked everyone so far. Um, he says on the exit this week, yes, Rowan should definitely have gone. But on reality shows like this, sometimes people get through on personality rather than talent. And he is very entertaining. I don't, I don't, wouldn't agree. That's what happened. I think they, they think that he has the talent, but he just, hasn't had the time to do what he his ambitions are and so they're coaching him to simplify it and see if his talent will shine through yeah i think they want to see what he can do if he's able to scale it back a little bit like if he can yeah rein it in a little bit and really concentrate his efforts uh i think he'll do something great but he's definitely got to take their advice um pam morse says great job in podcast you captured my feelings about it uh, just makes that you happy to watch. I think a big reason it's so different is there's no money prize. They're in it for bragging rights and love of baking. I hadn't even thought about that. I, a, a lot of them, they write books or um, some Blogs. of them have set up shops and and they do well for a while. But I think sometimes they, you know, people forget and they are more interested in the next year's winner. But I think a lot of them, at least for a while, and some of them have actually made successful careers out of it for sure. Yep. And they at least get like 15 minutes of fame because they're on the baking show. So, (laughs) but most of it is, you know, bragging rights, you know, because they still have lives and they have families and, but um, yeah, you just get a real pretty plate and some flowers. It's cool. Yeah. We do have a couple of calls this week, um, actually from the same person, but we have two of them. <laughs> just, guess um, who it is. Guess who. Um, I wouldn't know what to do without the show if I didn't have Steve calling calling yeah. in every week. So he was gracious enough to call in and leave two voicemails. He has one for Cake Week, so that was last week's episode, and then he has um, a voice message for this week for Biscuit Week. Well, hello, strange indeed. Uh, this is Steve, and I'm not sure who the hosts of uh, this this one for Great British Bake Off uh, are going to be. So um, once I hear the first episode, I guess I'll know uh, who's doing it. If it's if it's uh, whoever it is, uh, Pake and Rima or Rima and someone else. But uh, I just watched it. I've never. I don't think I've ever watched an episode of it. I think I started trying. Like, I watched, tried to watch, like, one episode of it a while ago, and, like, I just couldn't get into it. And so, uh, uh, you know, I did struggle a little bit with, uh, even though they had the subtitles on, it was still with the thick accent. Some of them was pretty uh, tough to, to figure out. But it's a fun show to watch, man. Uh, it's, there's a lot of contestants. Twelve. That's a lot of people to go through in, in seven weeks. So it's going to be interesting to see how they, uh, how they do it or, or how many shows they get out of this because I think one of them said something about a seven week quarantine or something like that but uh, but we'll see uh, so my early pick and it's strictly because I, I find her attractive is Lottie but you know <laughs> she said herself she wants to kind of stay middle of the road uh, we'll see how she does uh, I did like the kid uh, Peter was that his name yeah uh, one 
uh, Star Baker uh, this week one thing. So, uh, yeah, I'll watch again. Uh, it's interesting that, that Netflix is doing this one, you know, different than they do any other show, whereas they're releasing uh, an episode weekly. So, okay. Uh, yeah, I guess I'll talk to you later. Yeah, they do that because it's they're doing it while it's coming out and they don't want to uh, spoil it for people, I guess. I highly recommend if you are not wanting to be spoiled, if you're here in the U.S., that you don't follow them on social media because you will they, they yeah, um, release on the social media who loses. it plays three days earlier in, yeah. in the U.K. Oh, yeah, that too, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I actually, I didn't mention this on the podcast, but as I was preparing last week, I accidentally saw who the loser was laura loria or whatever her name was and so um i was like fuck and so this time i refused to look at anything oh i saw that mac went home (laughs) oh you did (laughs) because i followed great british (laughs) bacon and i was like what the fuck damn it don't do that (laughs) i know i was like okay i'm gonna go have to hit the unfollow button or like me for a while (laughs) but uh it's 10 weeks steve right it's 10 weeks. Uh, maybe they're staying there for seven weeks and recording all the episodes, uh, 10 episodes over seven weeks. But each season, I think, is 10 weeks long, 10 episodes. Yes. Yeah, the first season was six, and then two was eight, and then they've all been 10 after that. So, um, you know, that means they can get rid of one person each week and in the final episode they will have three left and uh then they'll pick first second third place in that episode can't wait so steve left a voicemail for this week too right for biscuit week yep here we go (laughs) 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 sorry sometimes i worry about my large nuts also (laughs) <laughs> Maybe I should call somebody about that. Hey, Jason and Rima, this is Steve. Um, wow, Biscuit Week. You know, I knew, like, I've always, I don't know, always, probably not the right way to say that. I've known, that, you know, they call biscuits cookies. Cookies, why, why, how come, you know, United States and Britain are separated by a common language? Always thought that weird. Um, but uh, interesting, um, I was really surprised at the end, I uh, kind of expected Rowan would be the one to go, uh, not Mac. Um, so it'll be interesting. But you did hear Paul say the you know last last chance. So uh, Rowan better you know get your act together and start following uh, the advice. Um, again, just another good. This is a really nice show to watch to see uh, people enjoying each other and having fun and. Uh, uh, you know, stressing out, but then, uh, it, the moments with uh, Noel and, uh, and Lottie there and, and him talking to her about when Paul shook her hand and then her all concerned, uh, later. And, uh, uh, Sarah was a little bit concerned as well, but she had a really nice, uh, episode this week as well. And, um, so it's really good. Like, it doesn't seem like there's very many, they're just not, they're not against each other and which is, which is kind of nice and refreshing to see, um, on a show so uh all right can't wait to hear this one talk to you later (laughs) i actually think it's kind of fun and cool the little linguistic differences and different phrases and things and like uh for we say elevator here they say the lift Lift there or the loo for the bathroom we what about garbage can do you know that one no 
the bin. Oh. Throw it in the bin. That means the garbage can. Or they say, um, we did this and then we did that. And then Bob's your uncle, which is sort of yada, 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 I guess. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> so, yeah, if you go over there or on the show, if you listen close, you'll catch a bunch of little things like that. And it's kind of fun. Yeah, I, f- I find it interesting. And sometimes it's helpful watching this show with, which I'm not a huge fan of doing, but sometimes a necessity with the show and others is because of the strong accents. Um, Close caption you watch, is, is you nice. Put it on. Sometimes some of the accents, this, this, I probably should. this one's, this season's not too bad, but there have yeah, been I haven't some had trouble, seasons. But sometimes I turn it on and I realize. And not with this show, but other shows. Oh, I actually was missing a lot and I didn't even realize it, you know? Yeah. Like I just didn't hear it and it didn't even register. So I bet you with this show, I'd catch a lot more if I turned it on. I think I would. I, I feel like I lose a little bit in their accents because some of them have some kind of strong uh, Scottish. Like I think mm-hmm. young Peter, he's he seems very Scottish. He's got a very Scottish oh, yeah. accent. And, and I'm like, oh, man. I was like, I, I think I'm losing losing a little bit of what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> and we didn't mention it, but he made that haggis-looking thing. Yeah, the showstopper. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm looking up what was in there. It was. Um, it looked awesome. It had this big like haggis thing in it. It was very it unique. A fork and a knife. And yeah. it was, had a feeling of oatmeal, whiskey, raspberries, honey, and cream, which sounded really interesting and something I'd love to. Taste. I would try and it. I would try Paul it for sure. Prue both loved it. Yeah, I would try it. it. It's it's interesting enough. Not I would rather have that than like real haggis. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. Even the gingerbread. I, part, I probably yeah. would too. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you everyone so much for the feedback. Uh, be sure to write us in. We haven't quite nailed down a dedicated recording time. So if I leave a post uh, up on social media, try to get to it when you can. Um, and if you don't get that week's episode, go ahead and leave feedback for the previous week if you want. Uh, we'll definitely read it. Or if you leave us a voicemail, we will play it. Yeah. So Even if it's for a past one, we'll, we'll yeah. respond to it. We want to know what you think about the show. Have you ever seen it before? And this is your first time watching. Uh, do you like it? Do you hate us for recommending it? I don't know. Um, but we want to hear what you guys think about the show. So thanks everyone that took the time to write in and leave some voice messages too. Yeah. If you, for some reason decided to try it and also listen to the podcast, but you hate the show, I would be really interested to hear from you and your experience with it too. Yeah, absolutely. I want to hear from everyone. We are equal opportunity. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so next week we'll be covering Collection 8, Episode 3, Bread Week, you said? Yeah, so, that's what it says on Wikipedia, and I looked back through the last like four or five, and Bread Week was always okay. number three, so I'll, I think that's right. I'll take your word for it. I tried to look it yeah. up, and I couldn't find it myself, but I didn't spend that long on it. I thought, well, if it's not showing it to me, they're not showing it for a reason, and they didn't have a little clip uh, after to kind of, mm-hmm. you know, because I think last week they had a little preview, it looked like. So I don't know. Yeah. Last week I remember seeing a little preview and I, and they said next week is biscuit week. And I was like, oh, okay, biscuit week. Cool. They didn't have that this week. So I wasn't sure, but bread week. So that's going to be tense. Everybody who who's ever watched, um, great British baking show, um, as a contestant, you know, they're, they're usually watchers of the show too. You know, they've seen Mm -hmm. some episodes, so they know what they're getting into with, with bread week and Paul Hollywood. That's pretty, that's probably one of the toughest weeks. 
that really weeds I mean, it's going to be really hard for the, the podcast hosts who are on keto to watch that. Well, that, that's the toughest. It's it's tough even when you're not on keto. I still even I'm not on keto, but I, I still know, try to avoid grab it. You know, I, I try to stay pretty low carb and I try to stay away from bread as much as possible. So it's tough for me, too. If I could if you could reach through and grab stuff from, you know, you're watching Netflix, I would be grabbing all kinds of stuff on this show. Yes. Pretty much I would, everything. I would be like Noel when he's staying there next to, you know, Paul and Prue <laughs> yeah. and taking little niblets and that would be my I guess he's part. trying not to do that because he he's was resisting this much. time. Maybe he's trying to watch his weight or something. Maybe. He's got to get in those skinny jeans. <laughs> got to keep his figure. Yeah. Well, we are really excited for you to follow us to the tent. But until then, you can follow us on Twitter at Strange Cast. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Stranger Cast. Oh, and you can check us out on Instagram at strange underscore indeed underscore pod. And you can email us at strangerthingscastpod at gmail.com. And you can also find us on the TV Time app. That's a lot of different names for your different areas of finding you. <laughs> Did I say you were a nice guy earlier? It's too bad. <laughs> uh, anyways, you can find Strange Indeed and a bunch of other great podcasts at podcastica.com. Go out and leave a review for Strange Indeed on Apple Podcasts. Well, despite being completely derogatory towards me and my naming of all of my media, social media platforms, would you please like to tell us how, where we can find, you know, some of your puzzle. podcasts and what you've got going oh, on? Oh, you can find me at walking underscore deadcast pod. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. It's a joke. Um, you want to know what we're covering? <laughs> yes, please we're tell covering, us. We're covering, well, Walking Dead just is starting up well actually that's not true they're finally airing what was going to be the finale of season 10 and also they're starting um walking dead world beyond spinoff and so lucy and i are going to do two quick episodes in a row to talk about both of those since they both air on sunday night so that's what's coming up for me plus excited about mandalorian coming out in a few weeks here for house podcastica and tune in next week as Ruman looks for a new co-host for the great <laughs> british baking show strange indeed underscore (laughs) (laughs) all right that is our show thanks for listening everybody until next time i'm rima and i'm jason on your marks get set (laughs) i like you went low and i went high